0: Hey, 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 what is up, you guys? Welcome to another mini-series episode. Today, we are talking about how to walk with the confidence that says, sorry, not sorry. (laughs) That's right. We're taking that from Demi Lovato today. And you guys, this mini-series episode coincides with chapter four of my book, okay? And also really compliments the episode I recently did with the incredibly epic Chandler Moore of Maverick City Music. Before we get into this short discussion, I just have a few questions to ask you. How do we find the courage to walk in self-acceptance in environments where people choose not to fight against their preconceived ideas or get out of their comfort bubbles to learn more about us? How do we feel loved even when we don't feel as though we belong? Where do we really belong? And is it possible to find that place for ourselves? Along the way, how can we accept and maybe even anticipate the hard truth that sometimes we might be misunderstood. Now, friends, those questions are actually taken from chapter four of my book, which I can't wait for you to get your hands on in almost like 10 days. What is even happening here? You guys, it's so crazy. Today, this is what we're talking about. We're talking about fitting in versus belonging and specifically how we can walk with a confidence that says, sorry, not sorry. Now, finding my own sense of belonging has been a lifelong trek for me. And honestly, I'm still in the midst of really figuring that out and walking it out. But what I know for sure is if we don't find a way to true belonging, the environments where we feel understood or not accepted will crush our souls and maybe even have the potential to compromise our identities in some ways. Now, I don't want that for you as much as I don't want that for me. I want you so deeply to know your inherent worth and value, regardless of whether other people do. And in the book, I actually talk about an entire story in my childhood of being bullied and how because of that bullying, I changed and morphed things about myself just to be accepted because the pain of being bullied and not being understood felt so hard and made me feel so isolated. Now, that is just in middle school, but that has happened throughout my life in other various ways. Now, the tough part about belonging is that we can search and search and search and jump around from place to place or job to job or friend group to friend group, but we will be hard pressed to find any sort of environment where every person accepts us. In fact, I recently heard it said that at minimum, at least 10% of people are not going to like you, at least at minimum. Okay, so we go out there trying to make people like us, trying to fit in with everybody around us. But the reality is we could be the Mother Teresa of the planet and there still be internet trolls. There there will still be people who do not like us. My girl Brené Brown. Well, you guys, at least I want to think that she's my girl. I love Brené Brown. Please tell her that um, her number one fan is over here. I mentioned her so many different times in my book. It's honestly hilarious. She talks about belonging, and she talks about belonging being one of our core human needs, okay? And she also says that the opposite of belonging is fitting in, trying to fit in with the crowd. So what is fitting in? Fitting in is assessing the scene and trying to acclimate accordingly. Fitting in is about upholding a standard of what we think others want us to be. It's about thinking what we need to say or what we need to wear or what we need to look like or our bodies need to look like or what job we need to have just to impress other people or to fit in with people around us. And in the process of trying to fit in, we actually lose sight of the things that make us truly us. I say this specifically in chapter four. I say, fitting in is not belonging. It's abandoning our identity. It's foregoing the unique things that make us us. It's rejecting how we were created for a fleeting, superficial like that will never last. And let me quote Brene Brown once again, y'all. She says this about belonging. True belonging does not require you to change who you are. It requires you to be who you are. I love that. True belonging does not require you to change who you are. It requires you to just be who you are. Now, in chapter four of my book, I actually talk about three different ways to start belonging to ourselves as we begin down this road of accepting ourselves just as we are, in alignment with how God has uniquely and perfectly created us. So I'm not going to go through the three ways right now, but I am going to focus on one of the three steps. And if you want to hear the other two steps to really be able to walk this out, then you're going to have to get my book, Thank You for Rejecting Me, and read it all in chapter four. But today, the step we're going to focus on is how to stop apologizing. A huge part of belonging to ourselves and accepting who we are means that we have to learn to stop apologizing for the things that make us truly us. I got to be honest, like this has been the bane of my existence. I am a people pleaser. I have so much of my life, want to feel liked and accepted by other people. And even today, that is still partially true, but it has also made me abandon myself in so many ways. It's made me abandon the way that God has so perfectly created me. Now, the ways that I apologize for things that I shouldn't include me saying things like, oh, gosh, I'm sorry for talking so much. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm just having a bad day. Oh, I'm so sorry. I just I just have a lot of feelings today or I'm on my period today or something. (laughs) Oh, so sorry. I just look so gross today. Sorry, 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 sorry. Oh, sorry, I was so loud. Oh, sorry, I'm dressed up. Like, what? Those are things I do not have to be apologizing for. So, like I said at the beginning, we need to get a little piece out of Demi Lovato's book and start saying, sorry, not sorry. (laughs) Now, of course, the caveat to this is if you are being flat out rude or mean or inconsiderate or selfish or any of that, then of course, apologize, humble yourself, seek to right your wrongs with somebody if you really did hurt them. When we do something to really hurt someone or for not thinking of someone or for not being considerate, we do need to right our wrongs. We do need to apologize. But what I'm talking about here is not that because I think we over-apologize for so many things that do not need an apology. So my friend, I wonder, what does it look like for you to step into your own power and your own confidence? What does it look like for you to unashamedly own who you are and how God uniquely and beautifully created you? Here are some of the things that I'm working to stop apologizing for. One of them is being expressive. And this was a lie that I believed as a kid, that I was just too much, that I was too loud, that I was too excitable, that I was too expressive, that I was dramatic. And this too much lie has seeped into my life, so much so that when I'm in a group of people, I've really been hyper-aware of how loud I am or how much I'm talking or how fast I'm talking or if I'm over-talking and just have the attention of the room for too long. And oftentimes I'll share a story and think, oh my gosh, I shared too much. I'm so sorry, I just talk forever. I wanna hear more about you and I genuinely want to hear more about them. But instead of saying sorry, what would it look like for me to say, thank you so much for listening to that. I'd love to hear more about you now. I'd love to hear about your life. I've been talking a lot and I'm just so curious to learn more about you instead of being like, I'm so sorry, it's this moment of insecurity and I can just instead own the fact that I like to tell stories this person curiously wanted to hear and you know what? I realize I've talked for a while and now I wanna hear what they have to say. That can be me owning my power, my confidence. I'm a good storyteller. This person is engaged. I like being expressive. I I tell fun and expressive stories and I love when I go to Disneyland, I'm like, woohoo. I'm at Disney and I transport into this other fun childlike version of myself and I am not going to apologize for that. That is how God uniquely and perfectly created me. I'm often very giddy with things I like and I just get so excited and I'm not going to apologize for that. Another thing I've learned to stop apologizing for is being a girly girl. When it came to dating, I used to date a bunch of guys that loved camping and there were a lot of times where I would just pretend like I could like camping. Like, I'd be like, oh, yeah. I mean, I could go camping with you. Oh, yeah. I love being dirty and out in nature. <laughs> but the reality is, you guys, I just don't like camping. I just don't. I love nature, but I do not like camping. So I'll go on a major epic, like, nature walk or hike, and that's great. Bring me to the mountains. I love it. But I want a bed at night and I want a bathroom, and that's just me. And if somebody doesn't want to be with me because of that, Then, okay, sorry, not sorry. That is me. (laughs) That is what I prefer. I will go out in nature with you and hike the hike, but I will not be sleeping on the ground and peeing in the woods. Just not gonna be me. So, this is something that I have learned to start repeating to myself. I say, Kate, not one drop of your self worth depends on their acceptance of you. So, I wanna turn that on to you today, my friend. When you put yourself out there with a guy or a girl that you like, I want you to repeat to yourself. Not one drop of my self-worth depends on their acceptance of me. When you apply for your dream job, repeat it. Not one drop of my self-worth depends on their acceptance of me. When you are vulnerable with a friend for the first time, or you have a vulnerability hangover after a friend night, repeat this. Not one drop of my self-worth depends on their acceptance of me. Now, especially when it comes to dating, I want you to remember this you are analyzing that person that you are trying to date just as much as they're analyzing you. So if they don't love your uniqueness, if they don't love some of the parts of of you that make you you, Well, that's okay. You want someone that accepts those parts of you. You want someone that celebrates that you are expressive or that you're really intelligent or that you're introverted or that you are a great listener and that's why you don't talk a lot or that you have a passion for the arts. You want somebody that accepts those parts of you and that celebrates those parts of you. So if a person that you're trying to date doesn't, then that's potentially just not the person for you, y'all. Now, when I'm dating, I always ask myself this when I'm, dating, when I'm around that person. I say, how do you show up around that person, Kate? Do you really feel fully and authentically yourself? Do you change parts of yourself when you're around them? Or are you really staying true to who God created you to be? Guys, I think this is important for you to ask these questions too. How do you show up around the person you're interested in? Do you feel like you're fully being yourself? Do you change parts of yourself around them? We just have to be honest and real with our tendencies. And we have to know truly to our core what is special about ourselves and stop apologizing for the things that make us us. God uniquely and perfectly created us to be exactly who we are. We don't have to be the toes when you're the hands. We are each a different part of the mosaic. Christina Grimmie says this. Confidence is not they will like me. Confidence instead is I'll be fine if they don't. Ooh, come on. So friend, this is my challenge for you this week. How are you gonna step out there today and this next week and the next month saying sorry, not sorry? And how does that change how you approach somebody that you like? Maybe it's time to drop the hanky and put yourself out there knowing that if that person is interested in you, Well, that's okay. You know who you are. You are confident in that. You don't need them to like you to feel good about yourself. You are a powerful person. You know and stand true in your identity and how God uniquely wired you. Someone is going to see that. And even if they don't right now, guess who does see it? God sees it. My goodness, he does. You guys, this can transform how we show up if we start walking with this kind of confidence. I want that for you. It has transformed my dating life and my ability to release rejection in dating, especially the small rejections with putting myself out there. So I want to challenge you in that and see how it potentially transforms how you show up in your life. All right, guys, I want to encourage you, if you enjoyed this, would you consider ordering my book? Thank you for rejecting me. It comes out February 16th. I cannot wait. And y'all, if you pre-order, it actually helps me so much as an author. And not only that, you get some fun pre-order goodies. You get chapter five of my book, The Ugly Cry, and you get an entire video series that I created that will help you through rejection right now. It's a five-step video series, and it's going to help you. Let me tell you what, some people have been doing it, and there's been beautiful testimony of how it's been helping them in their lives. So check it out. Thank you for rejectingme.com. You could also go to Amazon and you know what? Amazon is a big help and I'd love for you to write a review of the week that it comes out on Amazon too. That really helps me. See, I am right now unashamedly being myself, asking you guys to support me because guess what? Sorry, not sorry. This is what God has called me to, and I am standing firm and confident and asking for your help because I know that I can't just do it alone. So sorry, not sorry. All right, guys, love you, and I will see you next week. This show is part of the Converge Podcast Network.